Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we get started, wanted to let you all know about the new union member profile. Every month, we'll be featuring a new member from the Union GK app on the podcast. Want to be featured? Just start engaging on the forum by going to www.theunionsports.com or the Union community on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the Union possible, and on with the show. The Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from Hollywood, California. With me in a different decor than we're used to, 99 World Cup winner, NWSL analyst, Suskia Weber. Getting ready for a big trip to New York City, aren't you? Well, it'd be Princeton, New Jersey, but yeah. <laughs> Fine. The metropolitan, New York metropolitan area. There you go. Uh, there you go. Uh, uh, by the way, guys, uh, speaking of New York, uh, we've got a, a wonderful, wonderful guest with us today. Uh, New York City Football Club's uh, Luis Barasa making his triumphant return to Inside the 18. Luis, dude, first off, man, congrats, man. I mean, what, what, a, what, what, what an amazing, amazing journey you've had so far, you know, from college all the way to the MLS game and now, now starting in these matches. Yeah, man, I mean, I think it's uh... – it's a, it's it's great to kind of look back and, and think about you know all the work that was uh, put in throughout these uh, these years and you know kind of uh, see that uh, you know those seeds uh, reap and you know I, I think you know I couldn't be happier to to be where I'm at right now but you know I think once you get um, to this to this spot I think you realize that there's even more work to be done so I think um, you know uh, again this is just the beginning. I, I can just tell, like, it, with, from your voice and everything like that, like how, like, this is still such a surreal type of experience. And, and Suskia, I know, you know, you've got, gone through this journey that Luis has gone through and everything like that. And, you know, to refresh everybody here, you know, um, Luis came on the show, you know, when he uh, when he was over at NYCFC um, and, and still, you know, kind of getting some development reps and, and really learning behind Sean Johnson. And now he's kind of taken those reins has become the starter at New York City Football Club. And Suskia has a little bit of experience of playing in the big, apple uh professionally and it it's kind of kind of a whirlwind isn't it says it's awesome <laughs> it was my favorite place to play when i was playing for um new york and back in the day the power uh but we played we played out in long island and it's just there's something to be said about the whole community and that atmosphere it's a tough atmosphere to play in though <laughs> you know yeah. you're not always loved <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's a lot of tough love out here yeah <laughs> Speaking, speaking about that, Luis, you know, obviously, you know, like we were just talking about, you know, the, the fact that you kind of went, you know, through the journey of kind of being a backup and then, you know, getting in the starting position. Like for those out there, you know, kind of unfamiliar with like kind of what your place has been at New York City, like kind of want you walk everybody through like how this kind of progressed to being becoming a starter. Right. No, I think uh, I, I think to to kind of. Uh, put everything together. I think you have to go back to 2019 when I get uh, drafted, picked up by uh, New York. That was such a, you know, surreal experience. It's it's a moment that, you know, I'm never going to forget because it's it's something that you work for your entire youth career. And, you know, there's those moments where you think, you know, am I going to make it? Am I not going to make it? Um, so I think, you know, going through that whole process of, you know, the combine, the, the, the draft, it's just such a, unique experience to to 
to to go through and you know once uh your name is called up to the you you know you go you go to the podium you give your speech and you know you kind of don't believe it until the day after where when you're holding the the jersey and 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 it's and it's amazing but you know i think that's that's where it starts and um you know obviously 2019 2020 playing the role of you know the third goalkeeper kind of fighting for that second spot um you know once uh you know brad makes the move to austin then you know kind of get that promotion to to be in the backup and then you know uh finally uh 2023 rolled around and uh you know i got my opportunity and you know we're we're now we're we're uh, we're here so enjoying them enjoying it I mean, you know, you know, one one of the things about that whole whole thing, Luis, honestly, is that you know, and Saskia, we've talked about this before, you know, just, and we'll get into it when we t- talk about today's topic about becoming a starter and everything like that. But there's so many young goalkeepers out there that they get frustrated with their role at a club, you know, and and don't look at kind of the bigger picture. And I know we've had this conversation even in regarding to the NWSL, Saskia. Yeah, I mean, you have to look at it, and I think. I think the pro players are starting to understand it more. Like, let's take the Challenge Cup coming up. I think you're going to see for the NWSL, you're going to see um, goalkeepers that are the one and a half, as you know, I like to call them. Um, you know, whether it's Lauren Brisky or somebody getting the start um, in the Challenge Cup, because getting those games in and and kind of elevating your worth is is huge. And you never know as a backup. Trust me. I know you never know as a backup when you're, when your number is going to be called. I always go like, look at Tom Brady. And so, and you have to take the, take full opportunity of those moments because, you know, we have two expansion teams coming in next year and these, these second goalkeepers, one and a half get to play. And the next, you know, they're starting for a Bay, a Bay area team. So th- those moments are huge. Yeah. And, and by the way, Luis, this is not Don't the get new- frustrated. <laughs> By the way, Luis, this is, not the New- this is not the New York media. Uh, you can step in any time you want. You can interrupt us. Uh, we're not cool. going to uh, be att- attacking you uh, if you got anything that you want to say. But I, I do want to bring up the fact that kind of, you know, one of the really cool things, you know, speaking to everybody at NYCFC on the coaching staff, they had a vision for you, Luis, when you came into the club on how they wanted to progress you to get to this point. You know, is, is that a conversation that you all had and you kind of stuck to that game plan or did it kind of – change as as things moved around you know i, I kind of look back and i'm like i'm glad that i had to go through what i had to go through yeah Luis, just really quickly right now um we're having some issues with the feedback uh i don't know if it's your headphones um or if it's the if, if it's the plug-in or something like that but uh yeah so no but going uh, off what he said like you know you have to look at it like even if you equate it to like a college goalkeeper you know it's very rare nowadays that you come in as a freshman and you start you have to get some experience under your belt there's on the field experience off the field experience understanding what it means to be a professional um to train every day to work with with older players to humble yourself and everything and most i agree with you most players can't come in and immediately start especially in goal you know, and immediately start like you can weed a player in like like 30 minutes here, 60 minutes here in as a field player. But as a goalkeeper, you're going to have to wait your time and learn. And, you know, that's why, you know, the old adage goalkeepers get better with age, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, 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 it's something that you don't uh, really understand. It's, st- it's still happening. You might want to yeah. disconnect the, the headphones cool. and just go. Yeah. yeah let, me go, let, me, let me try to connect my uh, – we don't want anyone to lose these gems that you're dropping, dude. We don't want... 
Uh, if anybody here works for the Geek Squad at Best Buy, please uh, contact us right now. Uh, <laughs> feel free to, to, to jump into the comments section right now. That uh, turn it on and on again. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Let's see. What He's going to probably come back in. What is it? Uh, hold and reboot, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Control Alt Delete. <laughs> control Alt or something. Back in the, the day, old school, old school computers. Way, like Control S or whatever it was. Yeah. Control Alt Delete. Alt Delete. Uh, if you guys, day. if you guys Don't are tuning do that into nowadays, I think you wipe your entire computer or something. Probably. I tried to restart my computer earlier today, and uh, and that would. By the way, I'm on a hard wire now on the computer. Uh, because we were having an issue with the uh, with the internet with the Wi-Fi last week, remember with that delay? So I'm I'm not taking any chances. I've got a giant, like sixty foot Ethernet cable going from my computer. <laughs> Talk about old school. Into the family room. I'm just not taking any chances. Like kind of like at convention, we did the exact same thing at convention yeah, yeah, because yeah. the Wi-Fi when everyone's trying to connect to it. Um, no, for you guys, sure. Guys, if, if you guys are tuning in, uh, waiting to see Luis Barasa, we are. Uh, Having some technical difficulties, but uh, while we're waiting for that, uh, oh, let's see, let's see if this works now. Let's see, we're gonna try to add. How's oh, that game? Nope. How's that gaming going for? Him? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that it was somebody that he uh, that he was gaming with, and they were upset because they were supposed yeah, to have. Yeah, that's a game what I was thinking too. There was a game, <laughs> so they were uh, they were they were shutting it down. They were shutting it down. Um, Saskia, while we're yeah. waiting for Luis, why don't you talk a little bit about kind of what's going on uh, this weekend in Princeton, New Jersey, because it's pretty darn cool. Yeah, I'm getting inducted into the Mercer County Hall of Fame. So um, that's pretty exciting. I think I think, I think they forgot about me for a little while there, and then we ran into uh, Charlie and Verso at, um, at a, a convention, and he's like, wait, you're not in the Mercer County Hall of Fame? Wait a minute. So um, I'm getting inducted uh, into the Hall of Fame. Really exciting. It's not, it's always nice to go home, like thank you know the people that actually helped start my career. Thank my parents are going to be there and and everything. It's it's always nice to go home, um, and uh, you know it's exciting. So Saturday night we'll get inducted into the Hall of Fame and then hang out with the family a little bit, and then I'm heading down to Florida to. Uh, Is that a little bit better? Oh, it's perfect. Oh, my perfect. God. Hey, hey, we did it. We it's like my fifth, pair is, uh, my, my fifth head, uh, headset. So I have to nice. That is perfect. That's it. <laughs> so anyway, Dude. and then heading to Florida to call the for the first Challenge Cup game on the 19th. That's awesome. I mean, I think, you know, first off, you know, Suskia, in regard to like the, the, the Hall of Fame, that's, that's so in insane. I mean, I'm sure that's amazing. I'm sure your parents are pretty proud that they're going to get to be there for that. And, and everything like that. And the, the fact that, uh, you know, you obviously still have such a strong network and community out there in New Jersey and the New York metropolitan area, you know, uh, it's a lot different than like, you know, if it was like in Iowa or something like that. And I'd just... be fine with getting into the Iowa <laughs> hall of fame. I'll tell you what, Charlie, Charlie asked me, he said, wait a minute. Are you, cause he's introducing me. Are you in the U S soccer hall of fame? I'm like, no. And he goes, isn't the 99 team in the hall of fame, like the whole team. And I'm like, you would think, you would think the 91 team would be in the Hall of Fame. I said, but no, just the starting 11 so far have been inducted from 1999. And I, which is something I have to get on my little soapbox about, is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And it's not just because I'm on the team. It's like the 91 team should be in there. And if the men won the World Cup, they would build a, a wing 
at the Hall of Fame to them, and it would be the entire men's team would be in the Hall of Fame, and they'd get inducted immediately. And, like, if you disagree with me on that, come on, let's go at it. But I think it's it's ridiculous that the 91 team's not in there, the entire team, 99, eventually 2015, and eventually 2019. Like, it's it's crazy. And I said that I had to say that. So I'm really, really happy to be inducted into Mercer County Hall of Fame. I'm with a ton of huge soccer players. We all know how great soccer is in New Jersey and the great players that have come out of there. So to be added to that, it's it's huge for me. You know, speaking of Hall of Fames, though, you know, I think, Luis, you know, one of the things that I think is really cool about you is that, you know, you don't come from, for quote unquote, like the a big soccer hotbed factory where like consistently, you know, a slew and slew of players are coming out of. And I know that you've been really proud about, about the fact of that, you know, representing New Mexico and everything like that. And that, you know, you, you're coming, you know, coming from that area, you know, um, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about kind of that? Because, you know, you, there's no, there was no DA team. There was no MLS Academy. Like you had to go the old school, traditional youth independent club, go to college and then get seen there. Yeah, listen, before I say anything else, congrats, Saskia. Uh, on, <laughs> on, uh, okay. He's like, I'm not touching this one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Thank you. I'm not trying to be like, I would just, I needed to say that because it, the question was asked of me and it was brought no, back. No, for up, sure. But... Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, congrats. <laughs> Thank um, you. But, uh, but yeah, no, I think, um, you know, growing up in New Mexico, you, you know, you had a couple, you know, maybe two good club teams uh, around the area. And, you know, we, back when I was, you know, 11, 12 years old, we had to join this league called the regional league, the Farbos regional league, where, you know, there was teams from Arizona, California, yeah. you know, and, and that's how we got our competition. And so, you know, you, you had that. And then you also had a, you know, back in the days, the ODP days um, mm -hmm. where, you know, you went to tryouts, but you know, it would be you and another kid show up for the goalkeeper spot. And you, you were almost just like given the spot because there was not many kids that, you know, would join uh, the, uh, the the program, right? So I think, um, you know, it's it, it was a little bit of a, you know, weird uh, come up uh, as opposed to, you know, guys from Southern California where, you know, you have all these teams, all these, you know, different kind of uh, – um, to yep. Arizona. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Did you have so, to travel like into California, into Arizona to play tournaments and stuff? Yeah, I think not that, yeah. like local. Like you no. know, like for for us, like in Jersey, you just stayed in New Jersey and traveled around, or you just for drove sure. to Long Island or something for like sure. that. But yeah, no, I, I think that you know, in, in the area, you you almost had to. We almost had to play teams that were you know two, three years older than us because right. um, we had such a. I, you know, we were blessed to have such a young or such a good group of guys the same age, right? So um, that kind of drove us to say, you know what, we need to go to Southern California to play these, you know, uh, bigger clubs because there, there's no competition here. Otherwise, we end up playing teams in the, you know, adult league that, you know, guys, you know, adults physically, you know, superior to us. So, so I think uh, – <laughs> Sorry. This has been amazing, dude. This episode is like a sketch. I swear to God, this is this is such an incredible. I've almost kind of feel like not editing this episode because it's just Listen. such a. I'm gonna mute. So it's great. There we go. There we go. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Oh man. Um. All right. Let's that's just hilarious. go into today's topic. Let's just go into today's topic, and that's becoming a starter. Um. 
Luis, you know, when, when people think about like becoming a starter, especially as like youth players, you know, they're so focused on the actual, the actual moment of becoming a starter, like in getting the game, but really becoming a starter is really about a mindset, right? Yes. I, I think it, 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 it is in a sense because you have, you kind of have to, you kind of have to, you know, uh, just develop this kind of callous in your in your mind where it's like listen you know you just you, you got to grind it out you got to grind it out and it, it's it's not going to come easy it's not going to you know appear the the opportunity is going to appear when it when it appears and you have to be ready for it um i think uh i, I think throughout the years you 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 really just have to um sit back and and, and stay fit uh do what the starter as as you would do as a starter, uh, but at the same time you're not getting you know the 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 acclamation or the 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 credit right because it it almost goes uh, unseen in, in a sense you know so um, you know I, I think it's it, it's it's difficult at times to kind of deal with the with the uh, disappointment but uh, at the end of the day you, you kind of have to um, like I said grow this 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 callus and and and, and just keep going man just keep going. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things, and for me, just being behind Bri for so long and stuff like that, was you have to make yourself, like, irreplaceable, even though you're not the starter. Because if if you're not if you're not on your game, if you're not fit, like you said, if you're not, like, ready to go at any moment, and your team has the confidence in you that if, like, the starter were to go down or anything, there's no, there's no hitch, there's no change in level, there's nothing – you'll be replaced. <laughs> okay. They'll look for somebody that does have that mentality. That is number one, pushing the starter to make the starter a better player every day and keep them on their toes. And also, like I said, infuse yourself to the point that the team's like, well, maybe Lewis is a starter and not the, the second goalkeeper and, and make yourself indispensable to that team. The minute you, you vary from that, they'll say, well, we're going to bring up this kid over here and see if he's going to push the starter or she's going to push the starter and make that person a better player. For sure. No, I, I think uh, that that's, that's a really, really good point. I think you go back to what we said earlier about, you know, the, the roles that you play uh, when you're, you know, the different, the different roles that you play when you're a third, second or, or first goalkeeper, I think um, once you have a role, you almost have to embrace it, you know, and, and, and be the best, you know, third goalkeeper, be the best, backup you could ever be because like you said uh at the end of the day you're there to push the guys in front of you and if you don't do your if you don't do that then you know there, there's another guy that's willing to do that and then you know what do you know uh the the guy gets a spot and then all of a sudden there's an injury to the first guy and then he gets the he gets the job so it's kind of like you you kind of have to be you know uh grinding it out every single day because you're like at any single moment my, my chance my chance could be right around the corner which uh, happened to me last year. Uh, I think, you know, throughout the entirety of the season, um, Sean made the majority of the appearances and it came to the point where he picked, uh, he picked up a knock, uh, I want to say midweek against Cincinnati um, and he couldn't play the, the Atlas game. So they were like, listen, Luis, we're gonna, you're going to you're gonna have to do and you're going to have to jump in and, and do the job. And, you know, if I'm not ready at that point, you know, we don't, we don't get the result that we get. Right. And, um, it's uh, it, it's it's tricky. It's so tricky because your mind will always be like, "Listen, you're, why why are you even doing this?" But 
at the same time, the other side of you is like, I, I got to be ready. If not, this is just going to pass me by. Suska, I got a question for you. You know, obviously, you know, you, you've been in this situation before, you know, similar to Luis, and then eventually got the, the you know, the, the opportunity to, to, to get in, you know, very, very high level matches and obviously had a phenomenal, you know, um, season, you know, in New York. Um, but it, do you think that the intangibles are more important in regards to becoming a starter than the tangibles? Because there's so many players out there that can serve the ball, catch the ball, can, you know, distribute the ball, yada, yada. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's not just about what are you bringing to the team? Right. So what are you bringing to the team when you're not playing? Um, are you, you know, are you sitting on the bench pouting <laughs> um, and bringing a negative energy to your team and not supporting the starter in your team? Cause you're not playing. And how is that affecting the team? You know, I, you know, you can catch, you can take crosses, you can block shots, you can do everything, but how, how, how are you meshing? Are you a pain in the ass? I'm sorry. And, and are you stressing everybody out because you're bitching that you're not playing, not starting, not doing anything, then you're out of here because I can get 10 other per people that would rather be here, rather push for the starting position, but add something positive to my team and not bring my team down. And that is incredibly important. That is, is, that is, that, that is one of the most important things you could ever do is because, you know, uh, as a, as a, again, roles, you know, yeah. as a, as a, as a backup, you have to make sure that the guy in front of you is, you know, is, is warmed up and, and, and is ready to go because uh, at the end of the day, it's, you, you want to do it for the team, right? It's you, you're competing for yourself, but you know, when you're in that role, it's like, listen, what can I do so that, you know, th this team is, uh, it, it, you know, has a good result and also make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm useful to the team as yeah. well. You know, it's, I've had I've had backup keepers. I won't call. I've had backup keepers at a high level that the third keeper, whatever, like in the warm up when they're a part of the warm up, but they're helping me. They're helping me whether it's services or shots and stuff. And when they rotate in, are got an attitude because they want more crosses or they want um, more shots. And I'm like, this isn't about you. Like you know, this 100%. is about this is about getting this keeper ready to play the game. And if I have to deal with you huffing and puffing because you want two more reps and they're getting, they can take as many reps as they want and step out when they want, they're getting prepared. And you have to be humble enough to say, I got to make sure this person is ready to play the game. That's a great point. So, and I've had to deal with that. And I'm like, you know what? You go sit. I don't need you to help me. I don't want you a part of this at all. You cannot take reps at all now. And you know, you're three. Because this is not what I need to deal with, not what my starting goalkeeper needs here at all. You know, it's it, it's crucial. It's crucial. It's crucial. I think uh, when you don't have that, when you don't have that, uh, I guess, uh, dynamic with between the goalkeepers, mm -hmm. and when you don't have that, uh, that that you know, respect, almost, uh, it, it's it's really difficult for you know the guy that is doing the job to be ready, right? Because it, the 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 the, the energy, the, the energy, the cohesiveness yeah. is not there. So it's it's really difficult as a, as the guy who's trying to get ready to to really you know zone in and, and worry about what you have to do in the game if you have to be dealing with this this other stuff kind of. Right? Yeah, no, I've actually had it to the point that they're like I'm like you're taking crosses, helping with crosses or something, and you're shanking the ball like every cross. 
because your mentality is so off because it's all about you that I'm like, go, go sit on the bench. Like, go sit on the bench. Like, that's, you're that's, ruining that's another I, thing. it's that's been that bad, Mike. Yeah. It was that wow. bad. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, uh, you, you don't understand how important clean service is until, right. you get to, <laughs> until you get to this level. And you're like, listen, every ball has to go here. And, you know, every cross has to be, you know, in the middle of the six so the guy is, you know, prepared for, for game activity. Right. And it's, it's. And if you don't think a coach notices, if you're over there helping and not doing it right. Yeah. yeah. And if it's because of your attitude, you're wrong. Like you're absolutely wrong. You, you listen, you all have to be in sync. Like if it's, you know, the coach, the starter and the backup, or maybe the third goalkeeper as well, you know, you Mm -hmm. all, you all have to be in sync uh, for, for that to, to really, you know, for the world to re to, to really work or, you know, go, go about as, as perfectly as possible. Yeah. You, you, you know, I got, I got a question for you, Luis and, and Suske, you can add on as well too, but like, it seems to me like both of you guys are saying is that attitude really is the number one mistake that, that a reserve goalkeeper makes when they're trying to prove that they should be a starter. Are there any others that you can think of that might help some young players out here who might be in that situation? I think there's a book out and I don't like the t- book out for us for a while ago. It's called the role of the reserve. And um, by, uh, you know, Lord, Lauren Gregg. And um, now we call them game changers, which I like that name a lot better. But, you know, it's really it really is an all encompassing thing. Like it's just really understand. It's not saying this is your place. Get used to it. It's never going to change. But there's a certain role you take on a team when you're when you are a game changer, when you are on the bench and and when you when you are part of a goalkeeper union as well. And if you don't get the nod that day, if you don't get the start, what is your role? How are you going to help your team win? Are you a team player or are you just out for yourself? And it's not, it's, it is attitude. It's just a mental focus, like, and, and, and seeing the bigger picture, like you said, like Luis, like had you stomped around and not been there and then like somebody else brought, you wouldn't be where you are right now. Yeah. And, like, I, I, you wouldn't. No, I, I agree. I agree. I think, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, the, the, the smallest little actions you, you can take. Like I, I, for me, for example, I think the past two years, you know, sitting behind, uh, you know, Sean Johnson, I think uh, I, I, I took it to, you know, I, I made it a point to be like, listen, I'm going to make sure that every single volley is clean. Everything is clean. Um, mm-hmm. And you almost have to, or at least myself, uh, the, these past, these past few years, uh, I went into the warm up, you know, almost as if I was as as focused as as if I was going to play. Absolutely. Right? Almost, almost as as you know as concentrated as Sean was because I was like, listen, I, I need to carry this out, and I need to make sure that you know I'm ready to play as well. You know, so. Yeah. You, Absolutely. Because you also, number one, don't know if Sean's going down in the first minute, knock on wood. Number two, what are you giving to your teammates? So like, are they, like, are they seeing this? And number three, if Sean sees you on point, he's going to, it's going to heighten him being on point as well. You know, it's interesting, Luis, because I've seen, you know, and I'm not going to name any names or whatever, but I've seen goalkeepers, you know, in, in all sorts of different leagues, come into a situation where they've either been drafted, you know, or they're a homegrown signing and they immediately become the number one for their club. And it almost seems like it's a detrimental thing. Like, do you feel that it's, it's vital for 
a goalkeeper to spend some time in a reserve role at, at some level to understand what it's like in order to really appreciate the responsibilities of being a, a number one? Yeah, I, I think we kind of touched on this uh, the, the last time I was on, uh, I was on the podcast. I think, um, you know, for me, it was it was it was not really an issue to when it came to game time because I had had, you know, four seasons at, at, at college, you know, so it was a, you know, the, the gameplay I had, but um, when it comes to, to a guy getting a job immediately, um, you know, there, every single case is different, but I think in the majority of cases, you know, having, having those two, three years of, um, of experience under your belt really help you, like I said, develop or understand the game a lot more. You know, it's, um, at least in my case, again, 2019, uh, you know, learning or, or sitting behind uh, Brad and Sean, you know, there, there's so many uh, things that I learned from them uh, and, and how to carry myself uh, on the pitch and how to take care of myself outside the pitch. You know, it's, uh, these are these are little things that you have to that you have to learn that you know had I been given the 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 job for whatever reason on twenty in twenty nineteen I, I don't think I would have yeah. I, I would have made the cut you know yeah you know I mean it, it it's funny that you bring that up you know kind of before we kind of segue into some of these clips that I want to share because you've been killing it man I mean just some really amazing work that you've been doing uh, some of it uh you know I you know jaw drop and stuff and then others that look like they're routine but us goalkeeper aficionados know how important these types of moments are um but Suske, I kind of want to ask you a little bit on what what Luis just said right there in regards to learning how to be a professional because I've seen, mm -hmm. you know, we're in situations now we're in a whole new world in the women's game where it's becoming like the men's game where people are step, stepping in 18, 19, 20 years old now. Um, and, and, and it's a whole, a whole different experience for them. Yes. Do I think you're going to see an 18, 19 year old goalkeeper step in? No, I don't. Um, I don't. I, I really don't. I mean, you have your Alyssa Thompson's and stuff. But again, when you talk to coaches, you talk to Freya, you talk to other people. I mean, Alyssa's starting, but that's rare, I think. But you can slowly in integrate um, a field player. I think that I have yet to see, in my opinion, a goalkeeper at that age that can walk into an NWSL team and start. And there is so much that goes into goalkeeping that has nothing to do with your shot stopping ability. And, you know, you have to be able to command respect. You have to be able to organize, communicate, understand the situations. And I don't think I love a lot of young goalkeepers out there. But I think that what we do have here in America is college. And I think that it's a great stepping stone for goalkeepers. Um, and you see most of the goalkeepers in the, all the goalkeepers in the draft this year, nobody's starting, you know, they've all been brought in most won a spot, um, but behind a major starter that's been there forever and, um, and has a ton of experience behind them. And I, I think it's just a different animal. I yeah, you know, I mean, I, I was, but I was even just thinking about that, just even just Luis, obviously, you know, you spent the entire time in college before going on to the professional game. If you had gone to, let's say, because you went to NYCFC, man, I mean, you went to a 
premier club, a very professional organization in the league. You know, if you had gone to, let's say, a, a club that maybe was in a different situation and they had thrown you out there because they had nothing better to do, it, it could have been a very different experience. <laughs> no, it could have been a very different experience. It could, it could but how would that, yeah. that be a detriment, right? So Luis gets 100%. thrown in because he's a great shot stopper and great, you know, uh, you know, great at this and that and the other. But is he actually really legitimately in the long run ready right now to be a professional? He's already said the three years that he spent learning and training on the field, off the field, understanding what it takes is the reason he's doing so great now. Now, maybe he did great in a couple games and stuff like that. But would that eventually have crumbled? Not that I think it would have, but would it, you know, I mean, how many, how many, there was, tell me a goalkeeper that has walked in and sustained a professional job at 17 years old. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough. I mean, there, there's your rare cases, you know, your David De Gea's, your Iker Casillas, when they make, you know, they make a debut young and then they make a career out of it. But I think, uh, you know, uh, I, I think once you, once you, once you realize it's, it's not, it's not that, it's not that easy. Maybe, you know, coming out of college, you know, since you're still in rhythm, you're, you're still fit, you know, maybe you have, you know, a good two, three games. And then after the third game, you, your, your body's just not responding. Right. So you have to be able to, you have to be ready to, or you have to know how to carry your, how to carry yourself, how to take care of yourself to uh, kind of, navigate you know 10 games 15 games 20 games mm -hmm. it, it's it's different man because you're playing week in and week out your body's you know getting you're beating your body up essentially every week you know to to be ready for the next game so i think it, it it's a whole challenge uh in it of itself but uh, again when you're 17 18 19 it's you know playing 20 25 games it's it's a it's a massive challenge you know, and, 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 you know, speaking of that, Luis, kind of before we go into these clips right now, I, you know, I kind of want to have this question with you because when you're stepping into that environment, you know, getting, getting drafted, you know, the team dynamics really comes into play type of a thing. I know we talked about, you know, off the field and becoming a professional and everything like that, but like how important is it for you to understand what, what the, the culture of this team is before you're ready to be a leader. And I, and I say this because regardless of whether we have a captain's armband or not, you we are, are a leader. leader when you step in as a starter on, on, on the, on the field. Listen, I, I was, you know, I was told this, uh, since I got here, uh, especially the way that we play and you know, how you, how we want to play out and, uh, and, and everything, uh, you know, conversations I had with the, with the coaching staff is like, listen, you're basically, you're, to put it in perspective, you're, you're almost like the quarterback when we're playing out. It's like, listen, if, if guys are not in, in their spots, you need to make sure to, you know, yell at them. Even if, you know, you're 22, you're making your debut and there's a, you know, 30 year old veteran on, on the field on the wrong spot. It's like, you have to be able to be like, listen, bro, you need to move to this spot because we need to create space here, you know, and, and having that. But that also comes back to having a relationship with that player. You can't mm -hmm. just like not talk to the guy all week and then try to, try to command him, right like you have to you have to make sure to put in the work throughout the week and you know week in and week out having these little conversations on the sides like oh what what do you think about this play what should we do here like what about this and as a starter that's that's natural because you're you're always going to be talking to the to the starting 11 but again as a backup you have to make sure that you're you know going out of your way to almost 
talking to to the guys is like, listen, what what uh where do you want the ball? Like, do you want the ball to your feet? Do you want yeah. do you want it in front of you? Uh, because all these little things add up and and they matter in the end, you know. They so. Do. You know, uh, yo, Suski, I have, I have this question for you, you know, and, and I know I said I want well, I want to get to these clips, but I, I, this is so fascinating to me because I think it's such a cool journey for people to see, you know, when you become the starter, you know, I think one of the one of the things that, that I, you know, I always hear this, you know, in entertainment, you know, like, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget where you came from. You know, how important is it you to give the same respect back to the reserve goalkeepers and, you know, be humble and remember what, where you were, you know, a couple of years ago. Oh, 100%. I mean, we're, we're a union and, you know, you have to be able to, you want that respect. You have to give that respect. And one of the things I loved about the goalkeepers at UCLA was I could step back when we, when I brought all the, like there were five of them brought the goalkeepers together and they would stand and talk to each other and kind of assess each other and say, hey, you did really great on that. And I would let them do it. I would interject, but I'd let them do it because it, it created a cohesiveness that needed to be had so that the respect was there, just like we're talking about when Lauren was warming up that that Hannah and everybody and Adalia were taking care of Lauren to get her prepared because they had that respect because she gave them that respect at the same time. And so um, that's that's monumental. Don't you know, you're not like, hey, I'm the starter now whatever you know <laughs> but but I, i've seen i've seen that mistake Luis. you know obviously at the professional level it's a little bit different you know um you know you're a little bit more mature than youth players but i've seen a lot of youth players especially around the age of 14 15 years old hey i'm the starter on varsity now or i'm the starter on my ecnl team like best of luck to you all uh and 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 it backfires because now you're not getting that clean service because people have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder against well they you. don't care yeah that's yeah, true. it's it's again again you you have to make sure that you know you have uh, a relationship with, with with the guys and again I think as a as a group you know the goalkeeping group you have to make sure that everybody you know is pushing each other but at the same time kind of you know giving each other pats on the back almost right like when when a guy does something right or you know discussing plays or like oh well what about this what about that kind of giving each other feedback and, and, you know, making sure that, um, you know, you're taking care of the guy next to you as well, because uh, again, that, that respect, uh, it, once it's lost, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a good environment to be in. And um, I, I've been, I've been blessed to, to throughout my career here to have, you know, such a great group of guys around me. And, uh, you know, again, uh, kind of, you know, Get going up the ladder, kind of you know, reminiscing on, on how I was treated. Uh, so I make sure to to really you know um, respect the guys uh, that that are coming up as well. Yeah. All right, here we go. Everyone's favorite time. We're gonna start breaking down some of these plays now. That, that, that showing showing that all these years, all the work, all the time that's been put in here, uh, it all comes down to this MLS regular season. Now, uh, these are some really really quality actions here Luis that you've got this is the first one here this is the 51st minute against Atlanta it's an in-swinging corner uh, by by Almeida into the near post it's slightly redirected by Parada to Sadich what a save right there I I think a lot of people see that final action right there but there's so much that goes into this uh to that reflex save so first up Luis what's going on here in this corner kick right no I I think uh we were we were especially uh uh 
preparing for 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 Atlanta because you know uh, when you have a guy like uh, Thiago Almada on, on the ball, it's 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 going to be danger uh, set piece every single set piece. So I think uh, right now I'm just making sure that everybody's in their spots and you know kind of thinking he's going to go to the far post because there's there, there's a runner there. I saw him there and uh, I think I had just told Keaton I was like, yo, just just watch this run in the back. Um, he decides to go near post and you know one of our guys flicks it and it ends up going to 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 the guy in the back um and so i know he's there i know once the ball gets passed i know that there's going to be a there's going to be a, a a shot on goal so I, I think instinctively i just turn and i'm like listen I, it, it's going to be it, it has to be a save it's going to be in and around and you know i have to be able, i have to be able to make this play you know, what I love about this, you know, and Siski, if you want to add on to some stuff right here, is that the fact is that understanding where that runner was coming from allows you to go in and cover that gap because that's a really dangerous gap. And if you're just a split second late on that pivot, that drop step, that's in the goal. Um, what I'm looking at actually is that your head is it moves before the ball gets there. So when this gets flicked, watch your head. You, It's a quick turn of your head. So you're you're not you're there. See that the ball is not even there yet, so you're not exactly following the flight of the ball. You actually see the you see where the runner is, and hey, kids, she, you drop step into the goal because you're not going to get any more lateral across. And if he goes near post, you might not get to it. So you you drop deep into the goal so you can actually come forward and make the save. But I love the fact that your head. Landon, this is something Tony DeChico used to teach me all the time is it's like, don't go with the flight of the ball, because if, if you're going with the flight of the ball, once that ball's hit, you're already behind it. And so you went, you knew kind of instinctively where that ball is going to land, the head turns. So once it lands, you're already on top of the on top of the redirection. See that? Yeah, so, I didn't Mike even know. <laughs> Man, this is why this is why you're on TV right now. This is why you're on TV right now, Siskia. Uh, and I'm in my and I'm in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> but it's no. key. It's key because you, you have to be able to assess that flight, that redirection, and not just follow the redirection. Think about it. The redirection. If you're following it slow like this, it hits. You're already behind on time. If you're like, okay, here it goes. What's in this situation? It lands. You're already on top of. For sure, yeah. I, I think proactive is in the proactiveness. Proactive, and in, 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 yes. in, in, in this situation is is key, you know, because again, uh, kind of intuitively knowing that there's there's a guy there, and you know, if this gets flicked, there, there there's danger here. So, uh, again, uh, proactiveness in, in this in this case, you know, kind of allowed me to 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 make this play. Yeah, what I love about this here you know, um, is Luis is that after the, after the actions made, boom, so you make the save here is the head never went backwards. The head stayed forward the at the ball on the ball. And I see so many young goalkeepers, they make an action like this and they have to and find the ball again back and they can't have to find the ball again. And it's, a sure. scramble. Oh, it's, good stuff. it's good stuff. I mean, some people can say, Oh, you parried it into set, dude, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You Ball's being hammered at point blank range. Are you yeah, kidding me? You're, you're fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, let's let's make sure next time we see that's boxed all the way out to the top of the 18. <laughs> Whatever, dude. It's not in the back of the net. Hey, it's always gonna be better, right? It's always gonna be better. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs>
I want to bring up, though, the negative drop into the goal because I think, you know, and Suski and I, we, we always talk about this, and she especially brings it up about, you know, young goalkeepers being so literal, and they're like, well, you're never supposed to go backwards. You're never supposed to go backwards. And so they would try to stay positive in this situation, which basically they'd be, be in front of the ball. Yep, and the ball would be able to go right through them. Um, is that some an instinctual thing, or was that like a, is that like an actual decision that you made? Well, I, I think, you know, I don't want to – I don't want to come across as, you know, uh, saying that I, I think fast or anything, but I think, <laughs> no, it's okay. I think, I think with, I think with the flight of the ball, I knew, I knew that the runner in the back post was not going to have much of an angle. So I think where I'm standing is where the ball would go. If, if the header, you know, there, there's no chance he's going to put that in the near post because of the run. Right. So I knew, I knew this header would go, would have to go back the other way. Honestly, no. though, had he put it near post, you really being flat, yeah, it would have been a hard save. So, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, it, even if he kind of got it more to your left or yeah. to your left yeah. in this, I think you still could have come forward on the left side, even though you're back into the goal. Uh, you know, so yeah, but that's exactly what I'm talking about. Instinctually, you're understanding the flight of the ball. Like that's what I'm saying to everybody. This is like. There's such another level of goalkeeping that after seeing things and seeing things and things that you understand instinctually, this ball is going to land here. I already checked where that runner was. So, you know, and naturally, how do I adjust myself? Yeah, I think it's it, that's a big point right there. It's, it's repetition. It's, it's how many times you see an action and to the point where you almost just do it. In, uh, you know, not you don't second nature. It. It's yeah. second nature. So once you see an action over and over and over again in in a game you you know you instinctually you're you're gonna know where to be and and how to position uh position yourself to, to make the play speaking of positioning yourself that's such a great segue Luis. thank you for setting me up like that <laughs> i really i really appreciate that this is against nashville this is in the fifth minute uh it's randall leal he dribbles from midfield and plays a slip ball to jacob schaffelberg who dribbles in 1v1 but there's chase on him right there so you approach Luis, but you don't run out like a crazy person and let the ball just slip right underneath you. You approach, you steal ground, and then you hold, understanding that he does have chase on him, so he has to make a decision. You're patient about it, and then it's just a brilliant save right there like that. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, it, it was it was funny because we, or I thought about the session, you know, that we had done a couple of days prior to that, and it was it was the same setup, right, like where, you know, you have to make a choice uh, of like, you know, when the ball is slipped in, in between the, the, the center backs or the, or, or the fullbacks, you know, that, that split decision of like, do I go and just spread or do I take space and, and, and set, right, like for the shot? And so um, this, this action happened. And as soon as, as, soon as the, the pass was played, I'm like, okay, I need to steal ground. I'm not going to get there. And if I, if I mm -hmm. go all the way, all he's going to have to do is just dink it and the ball's in the back. The ball's going to roll. So, you know, I step in, I set the guy, you know, shoots the ball and I'm, I'm in a good spot. Right. So it's uh, it was, uh, you know, we, we actually worked on this uh, heading into into the game. Yeah, this is a great example of what, you know, I hate, Mike. And mm -hmm. that's kids just saying, oh, I'm supposed to spread here. I'm supposed to, you know, and everything. You're too far from the ball. If you do, if you try to go into a case, if you try to spread or something, it's going over you, it's in the ball, it's in the goal. If you keep coming and you go down, it's over you, it's in the goal. 
right? So the fact that you stole space, what's that mean? That means that to everybody, that means that he has got no angle. So when he looks up and he does try to shoot this, all he sees is you. And so you put yourself in a great position to make the save as opposed to giving him an easy goal. Yeah, and I, I want a lot of young players out there to, to hear this and maybe, maybe some young uh, you know, youth coaches out there to hear this. When you're yelling at your young goalkeeper, your 12-year-old goalkeeper, 13-year-old goalkeeper, come out, come out, come out in this scenario right now, what's that going to do with a, with a young player? They're going to panic and they're going to start sprinting at the, sprinting at the ball. Um, you need to understand you know, that they're in the moment, they're seeing the game. Let them explore and dictate what they feel is the best action in the moment rather than you trying to joystick from the sidelines to tell them to run out at the ball. Well, first of all, by the time you tell them to run out or come out at the ball, that's a split second too late. And if they decide to listen to you, they're now a second too late and now it's all over. So. Yeah. 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 I think uh, it's, it's just, it's just the, the split decision of like, listen, do, do I, do I stay? Do I hold? Do I go? It's again, repetition, repetition. We, we did this throughout the week. I've, I, I was, I, I, I've seen that scenario. So, uh, for me, it's just about, you know, the, the work that you put in throughout, throughout the week preparation. Yeah. And then like, one thing I, I want to like, last thing I want to say kind of about this play right here is that, so if, if people notice, because they might notice the the lean down, I want a lot of young players out there to notice that Luis is actually in a forward high shape when the shot is hit. That lean is a reaction to the ball being hit and to get body behind the ball. I, I just want a lot of young, because sometimes, you know, Luis, people see this at, at, at speed and they go, oh, he spread right there, but he didn't. You know, I, I think once, once you cut the angle there, uh, you, you, you know, he's, uh, he's already has, he, he already has pressure from, from the outside back. I think, you know, you just have to make yourself as big as possible. And, you know, you, you, you know, that you took the space and, you know, if he, if he slots it top corner, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a goal, right? Like it's, it's an amazing goal, but um, it's, it's, you know, it's the inches that you take away. Um, I think, um, you know, some, something that I just thought about is, is, you know, a lot of conversations that I, that I have with the, with, uh, with Sean is it's, you know, you almost have to, you almost have to make sure that you make them make the decision, not, not you, right. You don't, you don't give in. You make them have to make a decision of like, do I slot the ball? Do I just, you know, hit the ball as hard as I can and, and, and just make him make a decision because at the end of the day, the goal is, you know, 30 times bigger than you are. Right. So it's about, we, we talked about like making it a choice for them. Not, not, not you making the decision of spreading and, you know, now he just thinks it over you. Kind of. Yeah. Right. By the way, Sean sounds like Suskia. Suskia says the exact same thing over and over again. Force them to make the decision, not you. Yeah, um, I mean, but we learned that from Michelle Akers and everybody. Like, it's the last thing a forward wants. They want you to make the decision easy for them. Don't. force. They know they have pressure behind them. Force them to try to beat you. It's not what they want to yeah. do. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Um, all right. I want to go to this here. So this is a, this is a, a back pass. Uh, that is that, is that a, how do you pronounce that? Is that Kufri? Is that Bryant Kufri? Yeah. Uh, Kufri. Yeah. Kufri. Kufri. Uh, plays a simple back pass to, <laughs> to you. 
Um, there's starting to be some chase right here. So many things just happen in this play right here, and I want everyone to kind of notice all the scanning that you're doing, Luis, before you play this long ball. I think so many young kids see that and they go, oh, he just lumped the ball up the field. But no, there were so many things that went into this moment right here. So what are you, what are you seeing here when you're, when you're scanning here? Well, you know, I, I think first and foremost, they uh, they they were they were high pressing at times, and and they kind of held back at times. And you know, uh, the way that the way that we work, it's uh, you know, I have to I have to notice how many how many other players are near our buildup, and you you know, kind of uh, basically just counting, right? Like if if there's you know if there's three of us there against three of their you know two other forwards, maybe two midfielders attacking against four of us, if it's four before the, the overload has to be up top, right? Like there has to be um, at least a, it's, it's a one B one in the back. So um, once you, once you realize that, you know, you can't really play here, then, then you look to the next line and um, you know, in this league, once you, once you have a one V one in the, with the back, with the back line, it's, it's really difficult for, for the other team to kind of uh, put up with that. Why does that field look so narrow? That that because that's new NYCFC, right? I know, I know. Just okay. the angle of the TV looks so narrow. Sorry. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole Sorry. other podcast. On, on the podcast. Advantageous for some teams that uh, for, for NYCFC when other teams come. Doesn't in, it but, look uh, really narrow? <laughs> like from that angle. Sorry. To be I honest, I, it might be it might be the camera angle. But, uh, yeah, I think it's a camera. I want to bring this up right right here, Luis, because I think you such a great thing we said in regards to matchups and also in regards to the situation with the build, because I think here you recognize the fact that like uh, that's Martins, right? That's Martins over over on the side, right over yeah, there. Yeah, it's uh, on the left screen is Martins, and then uh, uh, Chanel uh, top right, and uh, Michelle Linich uh, bottom bottom right. So, so a lot of youth players right here would play this square ball or a ball into space in front to Martins right there. But that chase is right there, and then they get picked off. And then they wonder why it happened. They're like, yeah, but that player was open. But they're not yeah. thinking about the consequences yeah, of – but it's the invitation. You have to realize mm -hmm. that they're, they're inviting you to play that ball for a reason. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. I, I think, uh, you know, the, there's, there's been a lot of times where, you know, they, they want you – you know they set they set they set the press for for the ball to go a certain type of way and then you know once the ball maybe goes to Tiago here now it's full on press you know the whole midfield yeah. jumps and you know we're we're in trouble so uh, I think it's it has to, there has to be a fine balance where you understand you know I can play this ball to to Tiago and you know we're not gonna get you know burnt or you know kind of making their back line also if they're high listen I, I i'm gonna put this ball in behind and you know that creates space in between the back line and the midfield so uh it, it's 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 a chess match right like you you mm -hmm. kind of you, you know pull strings and you know if you see the space then you play the long ball uh if you see you know space uh in, in front of you you play you play short right so it's it, it's 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 this um you know again a chess match right like you play short and then next time you play long and then you mm -hmm. play short, 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 and then you go long. It's it's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, uh, you know, before we move on to this, the, the the next clip right here. You know, um, and we'll start wrapping. We'll start wrapping up because I think I think Saskia, you know's got things going on in her house, and she has to keep uh, constantly. Uh, <laughs> I'm just throwing you under the bus. Uh, 
I'm just throwing you under the bus. But uh, I, I want to say that, uh, Saskia, I think a lot of young players, you know, they think playing possession, building out of the back, is playing these short balls right here, regardless of the circumstances. And then they get they get mad and they go, oh, but, you know, my coach tells me to yeah, play the ball well, that's short. What, that's where the problem is. The problem is, is it's too literal. Mm-hmm. So, but a lot of times with young players, the problem is the coach. That's what the coach wants. This is what I want. What is what? And you have coaches that'll yell at a kid for saying it's just. I just don't feel that it's on. I'm feeling that press. I'm feeling that they're waiting to pick it. So I'm going to send it long. And then you got an idiot coach on the sideline. Sorry, that's yelling at the kid. Mm-hmm. And and you know, allow them to actually make these decisions. You're teaching you're teaching young goalkeepers how to read a game, how to assess the pressure that's in front of you, how to assess. Maybe they've played it three times to the outside back. And it's not gone anywhere. And the, the outside back is stressing under pressure. But don't keep doing it. Allow them to say, hey, you know, I'm going to play short, short, and then I'm going to go long to back the defense up. Short, 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 long, short, long, to manipulate them because it is a chess match. And that's another level that, of goalkeeping. And if you stifle a young goalkeeper from that, you're not teaching them anything. For sure. And there, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of times in, in, in games where, you know, maybe, you know. The I game said went idiot. Back- Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's o- just that's o- that's okay. <laughs> this ain't CBS. You can say idiot. <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it, it's you know maybe you know in in a game you know you go back and forth uh, for five ten minutes and you know it's you know midway through the second half and you know the guys are you know uh, having caught having caught you know and you know a breath catch a breath whatever. So like uh, haven't had a, a chance to really, you know, rest and recoup. So, you know, these are the, these are the times when you talk to your back line and you're like, listen, we need to we need to step up and we need mm-hmm. to send this ball along, especially away when, you know, uh, you know, you have to when you want to get a result as well. Like, listen, uh, it's not working right now. So, you know, let's just regroup and, and, and go forward. Yeah, and it's the opposite. As well, sometimes if you're always going high, always going long, you're you're forward, you're spent. You know, you're attacking midfielders are spent. And they're, now it's time for you to actually work the ball in the back and pass it around. It goes both ways. For but sure. you have to allow your goalkeeper to learn that and understand that. And be able, that's where we come in. We dictate the pace of a game exactly. and everything. Exactly. Yep. Um, all right. I want to move on uh, to this this last play. Oh, no, no. So there's this, this is another back pass right here. Um, and that's just yeah. Well, we'll we'll watch it. It's just it's just more not. It's just more calmness by Luis. The prep touches, recognizing nice. what <laughs> what a pass. Just recognizing it. Just little cool, chip. calm, collective. Yeah, but no, different. just it, but it's about breaking lines and finding and, and finding the open open gaps. You know, I mean that's that's really what it's all about, and not freaking out and being pressured and just booting the ball like a, a lot of kids do. You know, there's obviously a lot of subtlety. Um, I want to finish on this cutback piece because this was pretty pretty cool um this was against chicago in the 24th minute uh jordan shakiri plays a really awesome ball out and across uh to the outside of the 18 right here i think it's brian gutierrez that lays off this ball uh to arnaud suke who kind of dribbles under pressure to the end line and then he flicks a ball up and it's just a great decision by you i think in that scenario to just flick that ball over over the bar and not take any chances i want everyone to kind of see this again and just that touch. Um, what are you seeing first off in the, at the beginning of this play right here? 
Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, once once the play is, you know, once the ball is, uh, you know, swung to the other side, the play has shifted, uh, you you know that the, that the overlap is coming. So, uh, again, this is another scenario where, you know, that we practice a lot with, uh, with, with Robin, you know, day in and day out where, you know, you have the, the run coming from the from the outside back and, you know, you either it's again positioning, right? Do you go square to the post once he gets to the end line or, you know, maybe he lets the ball go a little bit earlier. So then you're, you're a little bit more open to, to kind of, you know, get a chance to get across. So um, in here, you know, he chipped the ball. And uh, I think if I, if I try to catch this, I think maybe I, I fumble it. So, you know, kind of that uh, risk reward type thinking, right? I'm like, listen, I, I'm not going to risk this. I'm just going to send it over to, to the corner and, and, and we'll defend this. Right. Yeah. You know, and I, and I, I love that. And I literally wrote that down in the notes about the risk versus reward assessment danger, you know, because if, if you don't, if you bob, either bobble that ball or it gets past you to the back post, that's a goal. For sure. That's, that's, For sure. that's well, a goal. it's not only that, but if you decide to parry it out back onto the field of play, you've got two players waiting to just punish you. Mm-hmm. You know, so for where your positioning was, it's just the right decision. Live to fight another day. <laughs> exactly. 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 And personally, another day. personally, I think the roof of the goal right here on the near post is one of the most dangerous areas as a goalkeeper. Susk. Yeah. From that angle, that's tough. But I think that being being you're only about six yards from the player. So. You know, whatever he decides to do, unless he just really dinks it high, high over you. But that loft of that ball will let you drop step and get back across the goal. So there's really nothing he can do here. But I think the, the key is, where what do you do? Like, do you parry it back into the field of play or do you say, uh, it's just got to get out of here? And that's the right decision. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think this also comes into play in regards to like improvisation within the moment as opposed to going like, you know, young goalkeepers, like we always talk about being literal, Luis, go like, oh, no, but that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to blah, 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 as opposed to more just problem solving and improvising based on yeah, the scenario. Yeah, I think I think, you know, when, when you see when you see these type of things, you, you it's, it's easy from the outside looking in or as someone that doesn't really play the position is like, oh, well. You just handed a corner, right? But uh, there's a there's you know a hundred different things that go through your mind here. It's like, listen, if I again, if I put this ball back in the back in the box, I don't know who's behind me. I don't know, right. you know, I, I don't know who's crashing in uh, crashing into the box. If I try to catch this, is it you know, am I gonna get undercut? I I let the ball go, um, you know, the ball gets slot or you know pass into the goal. So I think uh, at least for me, I, I just like to simplify things, right? Like mm-hmm. if it's if if something seems you know out of place, just make the simplest decision, and then again, uh, lift uh, you know. Live to fight another day. Live to fight another day. <laughs> live, live, uh, live to fight another day. Uh, well, you know, uh, speaking speaking of that, you know, kind of as we're closing everything out, like, um, Luis, you know, you've obviously just got went into this position right now, and then Suskia, you you can add on as well too, because I think you've got a lot of great insight for this too. But what advice do you give to any? any young goalkeepers who've just moved into a starting role for let's say their club or their high school or their college. Right. No, I, I think, I, I think um, a lot of, a lot, a lot of the times, you know, uh, guys kind of move in and they, they want to do everything. And, you know, they, they think, you know, two three months ahead and all oh, I want to be 
the, you know, the goalkeeper of the year. I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, I think it's important uh, for guys to really peel a layer back and, and, and take it a game, uh, game at a time, you know, the small battles, you know, uh, get to the next game, prepare, uh, have a good performance and then build on that. Keep building, keep building, keep building. So because if you, I think if you try to get a, get ahead of yourself, it's it's not the it's not the best uh, way to go about it. Yeah, I, I love that. Suska, anything you want to add? Just remember what it took to get you there. You know, don't. It's not not putting put, taking your pedal off the your foot off the gas, but it's remember the effort, remember the amount of time, and the hard work, and don't stop doing that. You know, because that got you there. Continue the hard work, continue the focus, continue the professionalism, com- the humility, take it through. That's why yeah. you're there. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic points, guys. Uh, wish I was ever a starter, um, but uh, <laughs> must, must, must be nice. Um, I'm a starter on a men's team. Uh, anyway. I knew you were going to say that. I, I have a game tonight at 920, 920 at night. I was every, every episode. He has yeah, he to set it up. He set it up. He set it up. Yeah. I did set it up. Um, Luis, uh, what, what, what matches you guys got, got coming up? Uh, we got Nashville home this week. So. Nashville at home this week. Awesome. Awesome, man. Uh, well, appreciate you taking all this time, man. I mean, con- congrats with the whole journey and everything like that. If people, if people want to connect with you, uh, directly, uh, where's the best place for them to do that? Um, I guess, uh, through Instagram, uh, we uh, you know, that's, that's, I guess the best way to get a hold of me. See, did you see, did you see the, the doubt in his voice right there? That's probably because he gets so many DMs in there that go to that spam box, which means it's probably better for Luis to join the union sports community there like everybody else. It's a goalkeeping app just for the goalkeeping community. It's a private safe space to engage with top educators, top coaches, uh, people like Luis, Saskia, myself. Uh, if you want to join, you can just click there on that smart link right over there. If you want to be featured on the show, start engaging on the platform, guys. We are picking one lucky member every month to be featured on the podcast. It's completely free. We got upcoming webinars with some top names. There's a lot of really good stuff there. It's totally, totally worth it. And uh, if you want to reach out to Suskia there, uh, she, uh, she'll get back to you on a DM right there because it's I at will. Suskia. It's just you at Suskia. It's at Suskia underscore Weber. That's all my, all my handles, except for the union is just Suskia Weber. So. No, it's just Suskia. It's just Suskia. Sorry. It's just Saskia. You know, it's like yeah. Prince. It's just Saskia. Hey, you know? if I, I, I tell you all the time, if it was like Jen, then I wouldn't use it. It's unique. So it's not like it's Mike. It's <laughs> like, very true. Or Luis. Yeah, Luis. Luis is that there's like Again, 17. Mike, be a starter and you could just use one name. Oh, man. <laughs> you walked by into the end that. of the seat. By the end of you the walked seat, into that. You walked into that. No, but, listen, uh, Luis's jersey on the back is just going to say Luis. There it's just going to say Luis on the back right over there. I love um, it. <laughs> uh, guys, if you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion, contact at Goalkeeper Podcast uh, on the union. That is the handle right there on the union. Or you can reach out to us at contact at inside the 18media.com. Also, shout out to all you guys who've been uh, been supporting uh, the, the platform, uh, whether financially or whether just uh, sharing content on there uh, and asking questions. We really, really appreciate that. Our goal is to reach $1,000 of support uh, by the end of May. So 
uh, keep keep going on there. There's a there's a support link over there. We really really appreciate it. Uh, did I see that, really quick? Did I see Maddie pop in and say congratulations in the very beginning about the Hall of Fame? If I did, you did, you did. Thank you, Maddie, and congratulations on Alabama. I will be watching you. All right, and congratulations to Maddie on on, on her commitment to the University of Alabama. Uh, what do you, roll tide, right? That's roll what you say, tide. Right? Roll tide. <laughs> yeah. Roll tide. Mar, what, what's the Marquette thing, Luis? Is it fly Eagles fly? Like the Eagle Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> yeah, something, something like ring out ring out a Hoyo or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh my! I God. was in the. Yeah. Are you rah rah? You were. You were. You were. Are you rah rah? Are you rah rah? Uh, all right, guys, that's all the time on Inside the 18. We are out. Later, guys. Bye, guys. See you guys.